Today's podcast is brought to you by the American Society of Human Genetics, supporting scientific discovery, education, and advocacy by human genetics specialists worldwide. From the CQ Roll Call Newsroom in Washington, this is CQ Now, your nonpartisan news source for how the inside workings of Congress and the federal government shape the real world. With time running short, Congress once again appears stuck in efforts to address technology policy. Its efforts to sort out issues such as email privacy and encryption are caught in the tug-of-war between civil liberties and national security. And technology companies seem to grasp that they're going beyond Capitol Hill and turning their appeals directly to presidential campaigns. I'm Adriel Bettelheim with CQ Roll Call, joined by technology reporter Alicia Green and by national security reporter Ryan Lucas. Alicia, email privacy had some momentum in the House and Senate, but bills requiring law enforcement to have warrants to access electronic communications are stalled. Why the holdup? Right. So the House passed an email privacy bill 419 to 0 back in April, and then the Senate Judiciary Committee was poised to have a markup on a similar email privacy bill uh, that was suddenly scuttled. They had several amendments pop up at the last minute related to national security that totally derailed the process. It's interesting. uh, We we hear uh, voices like Virginia Senator Tim Kaine, a possible vice presidential candidate, saying that maybe Congress is unqualified to weigh in on these issues because lawmakers are public figures and they've forgotten what it's like to even have an expectation of privacy. Well, that's an interesting uh, reasoning, Ryan. Uh, Does anyone else share that? And and if, if not Congress, who would set the policy? Well, the the interesting thing about Kane's comments is what you what you noted. The uniquely unqualified was was his his exact phrasing. I'm not sure whether anyone else in Congress shares that. What you generally hear uh, out of out of lawmakers is that well, Congress is is too divided to deal with the issues, uh, you know, cybersecurity and and tech issues. Um, the divide between privacy, security, where the proper balance lies. That Congress is too divided to to come up with a with a solution that will be reasonable for for the broader public. And what Kane said was that, yeah, I mean, we have long ago as members of Congress surrendered any semblance of uh, privacy. We don't really know what privacy is anymore. I mean, if you ask us, we, the members of Congress, to come up with a solution, we are going to err towards the side of, of security. I think that you see a lot of that among members of Congress. I don't know whether anyone would articulate it the way that Kane did. Uh, and he actually said, this is kind of counter, counterintuitive. You know, I don't think a lot of you are going to understand what I say or what I'm going to say until I fully explain what I mean. And I don't know whether, whether a lot of other lawmakers are going to sign on to that thinking, but I think that he, he hits the nail on the head on, 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 on some ways. You look at what Senator Burr, the chairman of the uh, Senate Intelligence Committee, uh, and the vice chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee, uh, Diane Feinstein, you look at their take on this. And it is very much security first, always security. Well, and it seems that the industry has also, I don't know if they would give up on Congress per se, but you see more than a dozen tech trade groups drafting open letters to presidential candidates, uh, putting out wish lists. They're kind of vaguely worded wish lists. They talk about you know, strengthening cybersecurity, enhancing data privacy, but it, but it seems like they're already putting their eggs in that basket and, and appealing to the presumptive nominees, right? 
Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I don't know that uh, they have much confidence, certainly in Congress, being able to pass policies, uh, let alone the policies that these tech trade groups would actually like to see them passing. So they're going to the presidential candidates. They're saying, let's at least try to elevate this to a different level of discussion. Uh, Whether that's really the arena right now where they want these discussed, though, remains to be seen. I'm not sure that there's been much, you know, eloquent discussion about tech policy issues in the presidential debates. Uh, yeah, we're not hearing a lot of it. I mean, it's not the first thing that a presidential or a congressional candidate might lead with at this stage of the campaign on the stump. But it's you hardly hear anything about this as an issue when when candidates talk when there are debates. I, there was a little bit of talk when uh, the FBI was trying to get Apple to crack its iPhones, but uh, are there other instances where, or does this just not behoove a candidate to get deep and wonky on technology? I I think you've uh, touched on a couple of things. One, I don't think that it really behooves them at this point. What would they have to gain uh, from coming down hard one way or the other on this on this question? There's very little they are going to uh, benefit. Uh, I also think that, you know, technology is not something that a lot of the members of Congress or senior politicians in this country are, how do I put this delicately, are as well-versed in as members of the broader public, uh, I guess is, is perhaps the way that I would put it. And certainly not as well-versed as members of of the trade groups. And so it's getting them, I think, a bit out of uh, zones in which they really feel comfortable uh, diving into to any depth. Some of the solutions that have been broached in the past uh, involve getting the government and business to collaborate um, on, on things like encryption policy. And there's, there's mutual suspicions there. There are commercial reasons why that doesn't happen. There has to be some sort of a role for politicians or for Congress to, to at least impose on them to think about it, right? Or is it is it something that's organic and it's expected to just kind of materialize? That raises some interesting questions. And I guess one analogy I would draw is to the whole Facebook spat recently. You know, Facebook was accused of sort of manipulating the news feeds that people saw. So Republican senators jumped. Um, you know, Senator John Thune, head of the Senate Commerce committee said, okay, let's have a talk about this and figure out what's going on. And sure enough, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg says, we're happy to talk. Let's figure out what's going on here. So I think there is sort of more of a call and response going on now between politicians and the tech industry. And they both want to show that they're collaborating, that they're talking. But once you get into thornier issues like privacy and security, I think it's a lot harder for them to come to the table even now. Technology reporter Alicia Green and national security reporter Ryan Lucas on Congress's continued efforts to delve into tech policy. I'm Adriel Bettelheim. Thanks for listening. Until next time, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at CQ Now, and you can download our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Have a good week.